This is Spank Dog, and this is Hacker Public Radio. On today's episode, we're going to start a new series, a new in-depth series on databases. Uh, we're going to start off with some very basic understanding of what databases are, some basic terminology, and with each subsequent episode, we are going to build on those fundamentals and go into more detail um, as the year progresses. So we're going to start off today talking about some very, very basic terminology because it is very important that you understand some of the basic terms and, and exactly what a database is. Um, it is in visual concept very simple but there are some detailed some details that a lot of people may not know or understand about the da databases as we know them today. Um, first thing we really should define when we talk about databases is well the first word or the first part of the word database is data. So what exactly is data? And it kind of may sound like a silly question, but there is a common misconception. People throw the word data around very loosely, but they're when they actually mean information. And they are actually two different terms altogether. Data and information are not necessarily the same thing, not usually the same thing. Data, if you want to go by a textbook definition of data, Data is that which is extracted from a compilation of data in response to a specific need. All right, well, that's a little, um, okay, you can think about that for a second if you want to. My favorite definition is to say that data is um, it's a collection of facts from which conclusions may be drawn. These are like those minuscule or insignificant little events, tiny details um, that you store, like in, in the case of computers, for example, log file details, Apache logs, any kind of log file details, the timestamps that are in there, any observations, um, anything that's stored that's just this minuscule insignificant data that by itself doesn't really have a whole lot of value. That's what data is. So um, if you go out, you can do a little research and, and look up data and information. Be careful. Uh, if you look up data on the interweb, you're going to get a lot of Star Trek references, data played by Brent Spiner. but I digress. So, uh, like, here's I, I, here's an example of data. Let's say that, let's say I were to sit down at, I don't know, a mall or something, with a pen and a paper, and I logged details of every person that walked in, such as their height, their gender, what kind of clothes they were wearing, what color their hair was, things like that. This is data, little bits of information that in and of themselves, okay, so what? A guy with black hair that's five foot eight walked into the mall. That's not really that big of, it's not really that useful information. Unless you're looking for that particular guy, but I digress. <laughs> now, to make that leap from data, which is insignificant, unapplied material, we come to information. And again, people throw these two together, but they are two different things. Information is really applied data. Information is the result of processing, 
manipulating and organizing data in a way that adds to the knowledge of the person receiving it. Now that's a quote um, that I think is pretty on the money. It's basically, well I kind of said it earlier, it's, it's application of data, useful extracts. For example, let's use what I just said earlier. I'm standing at the mall logging people that walk in and out of the mall and their information on it. Well that may not be all that um, useful individually, but let's say that I was doing some sort of market research that information could be useful to somebody who was, um, I don't know, maybe selling clothes. They wanted to know how, what the average height of most people is, you know, census type material. When you actually analyze all the data and come up with averages, average heights, uh, what total percentage, like male versus female, maybe you'll, maybe you'd be surprised to find out that 75% of people that come to the mall are males age 21 to 31, I don't know. You would not know that unless you actually sit down and gather data and then analyze said data. To come back to something a little bit closer to home, probably for a lot of our listeners, let's go back to Apache logs. Um, if you are looking through your Apache logs, you might find you're getting a lot of new hits from a particular website. You know, if you see one hit in your log, it's no big deal, but you notice a pattern or a certain percentage increase of something that people are finding on your site, that becomes useful information. And that's the difference between the two terms. So applied data is what I think is the best way to, to talk about information. So now that we've gotten that out of the way, the next question, of course, is where do you store data? Well, in a database, that's what we're talking about here. So database is another term that can be thrown around very loosely because Fundamentally, a database is a very simple thing. A database is a very simple generic term that describes a collection of data. That's it. Collection of data. Data, again, being those tiny little bits of material that uh, you gather over time, that are logged, that are observed, whatever the case may be. It can be a spreadsheet, a CSV file, comma separated value file, even a text file, a Word document. It, it doesn't really matter. You can have a Word document that has all of your favorite recipes in it or something like that. That's a database of recipes. It could be a spreadsheet of your CD collection or DVD collection or something like that. That is a database. It is a collection of data that's compiled and stored in one place. That is the most simple example of a database. But that's not really the way most people use the word database. And when you think of databases, especially in large-scale applications or websites or things like that, it's, it's not quite that simple. To run any kind of application or even web applications, even whether it be a forum, content management system, uh, anywhere up to, I don't know, the DMV or the IRS are running huge databases, they're not storing them in text files. They're not storing them in Excel spreadsheets because there's limits on those things. And when it comes to programming, it's difficult to read and write to those files because there's no organization. You have a text file, it's literally line after line after line of information. If I have a line, a uh, uh, text file with 10 lines of data, let's say I observe 10 people coming in and out of the mall and I log their height and weight and level of attractiveness or whatever the case may be. Um, yeah, there's 10 records there. I can look at that with my eyes. I can parse through that data with my eyes and I may be able to pull out information such as, hey, that everybody that came in was less than six feet tall 
or more than six feet tall. It's easy and you can do it in your head. But what happens when that text file or that list goes from 10 people to 100 people? You still may be able to glance at it and notice some patterns, but it makes it a little bit harder. What about that 100 jumps to 1,000 or 100,000 or millions? And when you're talking about Apache logs and all the hits, you're talking of millions of records on any decent-sized website. When you talk about the Internal Revenue Service and government databases, you're talking about millions upon billions of records of data. So you've got these huge collections of data, but if you were to put all of those into a text file, and let's go back again to my text file of, of mall example, I log 10 people coming into the mall, and you tell me, okay, well, tell me what was the tallest person. I can look at it with my eyes. I can pick out, okay, I see the heights. That guy's the tallest. This woman was the tallest, whatever the case may be. If I had a 1,000 people on that list and you asked me to do the same thing, well, that's going to take me a little bit more time, isn't it? I'm going to have to go through page by page. I'm going to have to point to the screen and go, okay, right now this guy's six foot one, and let me go. There's nobody. Oh, here's my six foot three. That's the tallest. Now I have to keep going and looking further, and then I have to keep. And by the time I've looked through a thousand, it's taken a long time to get the information out of that data. So you can imagine when you get into millions and you ask the question, who is the tallest person? What is the average weight? things like that. It's not something you can do in your head and it's a little bit trickier and obviously that's where computers come in. They can be very helpful with that. But even there are also limitations of there when you start talking about millions of records of data. You have to have an efficient way to read that data. I can have that text file, for example, or a comma separated value file and write a program that will go through and find the highest or the tallest person based on the height that I've recorded, the data that I have on people's heights. Well, if I write that for uh, a very simple program to read and write from a text file, which is basic programming of any language, one of the things you learn in any basic programming class, um, you'll realize that it's going to have to parse one record at a time, starting at the top. It's going to keep going through. You can write maybe some algorithms to help it out, but your data has to be sorted, and there's a lot of other factors. But trying to find that proverbial needle in a haystack, even with a computer program, is not efficient because you have to keep reading and keep reading and store stuff and in information, store, store data in uh, working storage variables and in memory, and then keep looking through the rest of the data. And you have to look at all one million records, even though the second one, ironically, may have had the highest height or the information that you wanted. You still have to read all the rest of it, which is not the most efficient way to do that. Well, this is where something called a relational database, or actually let's just take that, let's just say a database management system comes into play. A database management system helps organize all of that data to make collecting that information from that data simpler and easier. An example might be, um, uh, let's see, maybe you wrote uh, a backup software, backup system that backs up your hard drive and writes it as a file name and automates the whole thing and dates it and everything. Something that would maintain a list of that data and that you could easily look up, okay, here's the date. I want to go back to this backup file. Um, earlier I mentioned having a CD collection. Uh, if you had, uh, they're a custom, you know, you, anybody can put it into a, a spreadsheet of some kind. But there are also applications out there 
that are custom designed to store a lot more information about your CD collection and you can look stuff up more quickly and easily because they have something besides a text file behind and they actually have database engines, database management systems to help you read and write that data. And there's many different theories by which these databases can operate and different methods of storing and accessing the data. And the most common type of database is what I was just kind of referred to a minute ago and that is called an RDBMS or Relational Database Management System. And this is the most common type of database and when most people say database these days, it's, this is what they're referring to. Understand what I said earlier, database is a very simple collection of data. Fundamentally, that's all it is. But when people use the term database now and they say, oh, it's all in the database, it's stored in the database, blah, 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 they're usually talking about a relational database management system or some sort of da database management system. Some examples of relational database management systems are uh, Oracle's probably the biggest one right now, Microsoft SQL Server. These are two of the big uh, commercial products. Uh, DB2 is another one. But also included in that are open source and other freely available databases like MySQL, Postgres, Postgres SQL, uh, database and too many more to go into. But anytime you hear somebody refer to database, they're usually referring to one of those. Now, what a relational database management system will do is it basically takes all of your information and we'll get into more detail in, in some of this in future episodes of HPR uh, of this series. But suffice it to say that a relation, relational database management system gives you a lot of tools and a very powerful engine to store all of the data. Again, we're using very simple examples, a list of people walking in and out of a mall. But what if someone else in another state altogether has a bunch of information that they've stored and then you buy a database from another company and you want to merge all that together and do some analysis to see if there's any information, useful information out of all that data that's been collected. See if you can find something there that's useful. A relational database management system is a powerful program for maintaining that database and will allow you to go in there and run queries, and you've heard the, the, the word query before, you're querying the database or asking the database literally is what it means, but uh, SQL is a uh, programming language that's used to interface with databases and help pull back information in a timely and efficient manner. Instead of, uh, let's go back to what I said earlier about having a million records and you asked me to find the highest height out of all of those. Well, manually it would be tough to do. If I wrote a generic little C program, command line or something like that, to find me the highest one, it's going to have to read every single record of data. And if the second record had the highest data, it still has to read all of the others, or excuse me, the highest height, still has to read all of the others and it's not efficient. A database management system has a lot of functionality built in that will make it much faster to read the same information because it's stored in a different format and it's easier to read and access that data. So that's probably a good place to stop with this episode. Um, we'll go into more detail about how those things are stored, talk about some concepts like, um, like indexes and foreign keys and, uh, well, keys in general and some different ways of accessing databases and some probably some examples along the way. But I think that's a good stopping point for today and uh, hope you hope that brought a lot of people up to speed and cleared up a few misconceptions about database terminology because it's important to understand those basics and those fundamentals because 
you know, a lot of people will use a database and they don't realize why. Don't blindly buy Oracle for an application you're using or force it because, oh, when maybe you learned Oracle in college or maybe you learned MySQL because of some open source app. You really may not need it. Sometimes it's perfectly fine to read and write from a text file or a comma-separated value file or an XML file. Sometimes you don't need a big database engine. Sometimes you may be using a text file when you should be using a big database engine or some sort of database engine because it will make your program more efficient and faster. So understanding all that and keeping that in mind, that will help you make decisions in future projects of whether you need a database, what type you may need, what size, and uh, if it's really going to be worth your while to do so. So tune in for future episodes in this mini-series. You can always find those on hackerpublicradio.org. And if you have any questions, you can find the contact information on the site. And I look forward to seeing you guys in a future episode. Thank you for listening to Hacker Public Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net. So head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.